Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. Right back at you, it's the Kid 50 Cent. This is your boy, Weezy Every Baby. Yo, what it does, this your homie, Rick Ross. This, this is your boy, Gucci Man LaFleur. You're in the mix with... It's the KLP Aftermath. Crazy, you heard me? Right here, so keep it locked. You heard me? You heard me? She knows a hollow from a double up. She does snapbacks, backsides, shoots the curl. Bethany Hamilton knows everything about surfing. She just didn't know about the shark. But just months after the attack, and with only one arm... The 13-year-old surfs again, and now she's ripping it better than ever. So next time life puts a little fear in you, just think of Bethany Hamilton hanging 10 on top of a heavy wave. That's real courage. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Live from our newsrooms brings back our hit news network, SNN, with many news anchors like Arthur Brooks, Addison Hayden, and Beatrix Gemma. Brings you stories about the news worldwide. Tune in on Atlanta's number one stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6 radio stations. To get the latest news today, listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. Hey, I'm Ayana Grande. Hey, yo, this is Cardi B. What, what's up? It's Megan Thee Stallion. You're in, in the mix with... It's the KOP Aftermath. Right here, so keep it locked. You are now tuned in to Atlanta's hottest radio show. The other stations are tuned in to... KOP Aftermath. Morning, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. This is the KLP Aftermath, starting out with the week with another exciting podcast. Of course, it's the KLP Aftermath with yours, KLP Kennedy Lucas. We are officially, Simone, we're officially in our seventh season of the show, and I do hope that everybody have enjoyed their weekend by the time you're hearing this morning's show. It is a wonderful, and I do mean it, a wonder, wonderful Monday, September uh, 11th. And I always got to say, you know, it, it's a wonderful day, but we'll never forget the 9-11. Of course, uh, 9-11, man, it was a hard time. It, it was a hard time for a lot of us, uh, you know, I where was I in two thousand one? Answering this to to the the cast and crew member here in the studio, but to my uh, audiences out there, I remember uh, I was in elementary school back in two thousand one, and me being a, a, a super youngin, you know, I didn't know quite know what was going on, but I knew that everybody was in panic, everybody was in frantic, everybody was stressed, teachers were sad. And I couldn't, for the life of me, couldn't figure out at that time, you know, what what happened, what, what ended up happening, what's going on. Me being, I want to say back in 2001, I want to say I was about five years old, six years old, not really fully understanding. And of course, uh, back in that elementary school, um, they did send everybody home early and our parents came and got us and they were sad and we had chili and we had hot dogs and we were just watching the news and figuring out what's going on and of course um, 9-11 very very sad occasions back in 2001 um, so of course today is officially we we call it Patriots Day here in America but it's just remembering 9-11 and remembering the impacts of 9-11 um, I'm probably gonna see it later on on social media uh, a lot of celebrities and a lot of public figures are going to post their little 9-11 posts, you know, that's for social media. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, so comment below, where were you guys on 9-11? Um, we always like to hear 
uh, the stories, but we're good to be back in the studio. Our health is good. It's a wonderful episode of the uh, KLP Aftermath. I'm, again, your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. I've got my cast and crew members here, all except for James. He's actually out today. Um, yes, we've been doing really good when it comes to the sports talk show. Uh, guys, check out Sports Talk with James Myers, Christina Collin, and Tyrus Lester, and Alan Cooper is a part of the team. Welcome, Alan Cooper. Um, he's not here in the studio, but he's a, one of our correspondents for Sports Talk. And uh, shout out to him. Congratulations to him. We're glad to have him on board as another journalist, as another anchor to talk about sports. We've got a lot of great sports to talk about on the on the episode now i can't really because i'm writing an article right now but on the next episode i'm going to talk about the cowboys and the giants game from last night um i I gotta i gotta get my thoughts together guys so i'm not ready to talk about that game quite just yet um so very very excited to talk about that so again congratulations to our correspondent our journalist alan cooper he's officially part of the team to give us his take on uh, news now we do have Miss Wonderful Simone Teagues up in the studio. Simone, happy Monday. How was your weekend? What you do on your weekend? I'd like to hear from you for sure. Good morning, Simone. How you doing? Doing good, Kennedy. It's good to be back here in the studio for yet another exciting episode. Uh, I'm very, very excited for this episode because, you know, there's a lot of things that we've got to talk about here in our episode. So I always like to say to my ladies and my fellas, especially my ladies, get your girls, Simone Teens, ready for another exciting episode of the KLB Aftermath. Um, good to be back. Um, to answer your question, Kennedy, where was I? I think I want to say, because I was about seven-ish in 2001 yes we're all youngins here in the studio but um i was about seven and i also was in elementary school one grade higher than you um kennedy and i remember we we didn't i i kind of knew what was going on but i didn't know it was you know a form of, of terroristic attack on the 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 nation's capital or close to the nation's capital but really it's washington dc it's the national uh, the nation's capital but the big apple city of new york um and i understood what was going on but i didn't know understand the scope of it until i went home and my parents also i can't remember what we had for dinner but i do remember watching the news all night and for us, they actually dismissed school for the entirety of that week, if I can remember. Um, and we didn't go to school for a week. Everybody was just so scared to come outside at that point. Everybody was just not going outside, not talking to people. I couldn't go to a sleepover that same week that I had planned because of the attack, because of 9-11 happening. So yeah, I do remember. I do remember the, the sad moments of that and I think we have to always remember I think we always have to remember our you know ourselves remember our families and just be grateful for what we have because that day a lot of lives were taken a lot of families lost people and I think we kind of take that for granted sometimes because when we do take that for granted uh it's a lot that we miss out on when we take things for granted. So it's a sad occasion. So I always like to remember, but it is another exciting uh, Monday. It's, we're in September. We've got a great week of content coming. Uh, Kennedy, you've had a great couple of weeks and you, you told us this morning that you're ready to announce something that's coming up very soon for you. Yes, Simone. So I do have two announcements. And sorry about the intro, guys. Uh, we have the Phantom Power here, and it is plugged up and ready to go. I just didn't channel. We didn't channel it from the Phantom Power to the system. So that's why uh, the intro, it's it's just me talking in a mic, but the mic didn't pull three. So I apologize for the intro, but we're still going to keep the show rolling, right? So the two announcements for today, um, I'm very excited about. I'm really, really excited about it. There's two. Now, the first announcement, it's kind of an announcement that everybody knew that this was going on. But, of course, Marty has officially started pre-production. Uh, Marty is my next upcoming film, animated film, that we've cooking up. And we're in the pre-production phase of it now because 
as of last week we've started pre-production when it comes down to composing the music for the for the soundtrack for the film and getting things prepared and ready to go very very excited for that and in the next coming of weeks um, we're going to have our voice actors and actresses come to uh, the studio so we can start recording their lines and the script part of the film very very excited for that um and this is something we're doing something different Simone because typically when it comes down to a film of mine that I've got cooking up I never really give out the cast list until the trailer of the movie comes out and the poster comes out and you know who's in the movie um but I like to switch it up I'm very very excited about this one because this Marty was a movie that I've been writing on for a year and a half and I just haven't had the time to really dabble on into it so now i get to uh finally finally give out the um, voice actors and to really give out uh just the characters list the cast list very very uh unique cast list for sure i'm very very excited for all of the uh voice actors and voice actresses and i did clear with them i did say hey can i shout you guys out on the show now the one thing i want to make sure um because they are voice actors who are looking for other projects um and i did promise them they're not part of sag which is which is a good thing but kind of a sad thing because you want to be a part of sag Back in the day, you don't really want to be a part of SAG right now because they are on strike. I actually, Simone, did find another uh, voice actor to be a part of this film, but he told me he was a part of SAG. And I said, well, this is a movie that we're putting together for Prime and Tubi and Hulu and possibly Apple TV. And if you're part of SAG, then I, I, I don't think I can book you because you're technically on strike right now. So it's that's a fine line when it comes down to that. I can't cast anybody a part of SAG right now because I don't want them to get in trouble and for them to be kicked out of SAG because they booked a job when they're supposed to be on strike um it's a sad occasion for a lot of actors and writers and it's a sad occasion for everybody all of us in the film industry but this cast list they're not a part of SAG we are independent uh as a company as a media company with the film terms of things uh we are independent so we don't have to report to SAG um, I thought about it, actually. I did think about joining SAG after a um, way before the strike because I knew with my movies already on Prime and Tubi and Apple, um, I was like, okay, let, I got an IMDb page. I probably should join SAG too so I can find more work out there for us. But the strike happened, so now I'm kind of staying independent um, with my films and stuff. So. Um, but shout out to the voice actresses and actors. Of course, the first cast, obviously, Marty. You, you, uh, Colton Barrett will be playing Marty. Um, I did make an announcement for him uh, on our social media. So you guys heard heard his voice acting before. I'm very, very excited for that. Um, but you got uh, along with him, you've got Olivia Brooks. Olivia Brooks was a writer and a side voice actress, um, a part of, I want to say, in Hardline's second term, she did some voice work for me. Um, Harper Wells, Aiden Morgan, uh, Jackson Blake, Alexander Reed, Ava Hudson. Ava Hudson, she's been a side voice actor and a writer on previous movies of mine. Gabriel, excuse me, Gabriel Rivers, Amelia Gray, and of course the last person on this list is me, Kennedy Lucas. Obviously, I'm going to be in this movie. I can't just not cast myself in my own movie. Um, so congratulations to all of you guys. Uh, I talked to all of you guys and you guys are very excited to get started. Can't wait to get you guys in the studio, record your lines and to really get this thing kicked off. Um, so again, shout out to uh, Colton Barrett, Olivia Brooks, Harper Wells, Aiden Morgan, Jackson Blake, Alexander Reed, Ava Hudson, um, Gabriel Rivers, Amelia Gray. Shout out to you guys and gals. Can't wait to get you guys in the studio, chop it up and to really get you guys a part of this project. Uh, Marty again was a movie Simone that I've been working on for a very very long time writing that is and I finally have the opportunity to kick it off and to really get it started so that's the first announcement the second announcement very very excited for um, drum roll please da -da 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 -da. Yes, we are going to be working with ESPN. Now, um, if you guys know this by now if you follow me on social media I posted about it um, 
And I did get the okay from the network, uh, well, the George State Network, to say, hey, I want to make an announcement. Can I do it on the show? And they said, that's fine. It's, you know, it's promoting. And, hey, if you, if it's free, then, yes. Yeah, so they can get more people a part of it. So uh, Georgia State has the ESPN. When it comes down to producing their games, um, they do... Uh, they do work under ESPN to get the games out there for ESPN, so I will be working with them. Super part-time, though. Um, not full-time. Uh, super part-time to, to help them bridge and, and to really get something going there. I get very excited about university production because it is for university, and I've done that in my college years. So I'm, I'm getting back to that root of things and to offer my expertise for that. So super stoked about that. Um, you guys can follow me on LinkedIn. We're going to get ready to update our, our, our job list there and to really have ESPN when it comes to the games I produce on our website, uh, for nonprofit that is, cause you can't really make money. If you, if you have something up, you can't make money. So, uh, we are not making money from having that up there, but, uh, very, very excited for that ESPN, um, collaboration, I guess. I'm working with them to get some, some good stuff going. So a lot of great things from KLP Entertainment. Film-wise, super projects, side hustle-wise, is a lot of great stuff. So, And it's all thanks to you guys, really. So those are my two announcements, Simone. Now, we've got to get to the juiciness. We're already 16 minutes within the show. And I get it, I got to get into our, our big story today. Now, we got to talk about The Breakfast Club. And I wanted to talk about this segment this part because along with a lot of other podcast radio shows whether it's uh, the breakfast club down to way up with angela yee down to the joe button podcast one of my favorites you know i like to listen to the podcast because what i do and i said this before i study all right as a podcaster myself i like to study on other people's shows to see what they're doing so that way i can kind of create my own version of what they're doing for my content so i get very very excited for that but i've got to talk about this now shout out to tyrese shout out to dj envy i'm always gonna say super shout out to dj envy because i remember meeting him face to face in new york two years ago um that was a wild way of how I met him. It was very brief. It wasn't like a, hi, let's have a conversation. It was like a, hi, love the show. Can I get a selfie? Talked about the show a little bit. And then, oh, okay, have a great day. So it was kind of like that impasse there. So I always got to say shout out to DJ V because it felt really cool meeting a radio personality like him and a DJ. And he's famous. Like, you know who he is. So it's always cool. It's always cool to meet somebody famous. Now... DJ Envy and Tyrese on air, uh, they tried to air out their differences on The Breakfast Club a couple days ago, but things go left when the subject of Envy's wife comes up. And we got a report about it, guys. Now, Tyrese pulled up on the recent September 7th uh, episode of The Breakfast Club, and the interview almost took a, took a left when he and DJ Envy got into it about their respective marital problems. We all know Tyrese had some marital problems with uh his ex we all know the the famous instagram live feed that he did and you know he was crying on social media he was really going through and i honestly think he was really going through a lot of stuff other than a divorce whether it's him as a singer or an actor we all go through a lot of things just last week or a couple weeks back i went through a mental breakdown and i went on last episode i i kind of gave you guys my spiel about having good mental health and i just didn't have good mental health a couple weeks back so i get it now the conversation conversation started when charlamagne the guy shout out to him said that envy did not appreciate what tyrese did for him when his marriage was on the rocks ever the investigator charlamagne asked envy if he appreciated what tyrese did and the dj said of course but the baby boy actor claimed chimed in and said no i don't I don't feel like you do. Now, DJ Envy explained that during the time when he and his wife, Gia Casey, hopefully I pronounced his wife's name right, were going through a rough patch during, uh, due to his cheating scandal. Of course, Tyrese came in and helped him. Back in 2013, the radio personality admitted to cheating on his wife with love and hip-hop star Erica Mina. Very interesting because I think Erica Mina is the baby mama for Joe Budden. So that's very interesting. Now, this compounded with the possibility that the couple's sexual chemistry was not what it was 
Uh, not what it was uh, due to Casey not finishing, in quotations, led to the pair's marriage heading into divorce, hoping for a chance of reconciliation. Charlamagne got envy to call his wife and to show uh, on the show live to apologize. Now, this is when the RB singer Tyrese got involved. Tyrese hopped, uh, happened to be in town and heard some of the things that were going on. Envy continued to say to his new co-host, Jess Hilarious, um, I do, I do like Jess Hilarious on The Breakfast Club. I do miss Angela E though. I do, um, because I feel like those three they just molded together. Um, I think Jess Hilarious might get a like a permanent, if not already, a permanent co-host net stamp for the show. Um, being that show's owned by BET, it's it's no pun intended, but that's the name of the company is Black Entertainment, and she is entertainment. So. I get that she's hitting on the market, but I, I do miss Angela Yee. Um, so Tyrese uh, called to check uh, to uh, check, and this is quote: Tyrese called to check me to see what's going on. I was going through it, and instead of checking and keeping moving, he stayed on top of it to the point where he even came. He became a therapist, a mediator, mediator, uh, mediator, and the person in between. Tyrese even told Envy to set up a romantic date. He traveled to DJ Envy's house to serenade the couple with his song stay very very interesting that's that's kind of nice now the conversation started to heat up when tyrus felt like the love was not reciprocated when the roles were reversed when tyrus uh tyrus was going through his marital problems this was a part that i didn't appreciate about envy of course when tyrus divorce came this quotations guys when tyrus divorce came across y'all's headlines when the captions associated to the things that came across y'all's desk Where's that same heart and love that I extended uh, to you? So it's a lot of a lot of back and forth when it comes down to this. I do hope that they mend this. It's kind of sad to see two brothers fight. Um, I hate beefs. I really do. I try for me personally. I try not to have a beef with anybody, Simone. I just I can't dabble with it because there's so much drama to it, and life is just too short to be beefing with somebody. Um, so I do hope that they mend this. I do hope that they get back to the path. I think both of them were, were going through some shit, right? And we all go through a lot. Not just celebrities, not just DJs, not just radio personalities, but us as humans, we go through a lot. Like I said, just a couple of weeks back, before we came back, I was going through a lot myself. So when you're going through a lot, you say a lot of things you don't mean. You do a lot of things you don't you don't know that you're doing because you're so hurt. Your mental health is not there. You're not understanding what it is that you're doing at that moment. So I honestly think the two just they're going through something mentally or did go through something mentally. And it just kind of gave them that that rough shoulder. Honestly, I, I got to say that. So I, I do hope that they mend this. I do hope that. Um, they get back to the path of just stop fighting and just really enjoy life and just have fun doing what they do. Tyrese being the actor, singer, I actually prefer him to act more than sing, but doing what he do, DJ Envy being a radio personality and doing the car shows and like just getting back to what really matters. Um, so I do hope they, they mend this, Simone. I really do. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of my brother's fighting either i'm i'm really not so i i do hope that they mean this i do hope that they figure it out whatever it is that they're trying to figure out between them two um but it makes one hell of entertainment though for the show now speaking of what's going on in hip-hop news we've got to talk about it obviously now uh vice president of these united states kamala harris said hip-hop is the ultimate american art form as she hosts a 50th anniversary party um, this was in celebration for 50 years of hip-hop and the vice president was there Now I was excited to see this because I did see this on social media that she did take a picture with Lil Wayne So I think I think it's really cool that presidents Who you know, you're you're the president of the whole Nation the whole country you you're able to take a second and to really Do all the other things that you know, you look at it and a lot of people may not appreciate it, but we do appreciate this stuff. Obviously, we are a hip-hop uh, podcast mostly, and we we dabble big into hip-hop. So, Vice President Kamala Harris um, said Saturday, uh, on Saturday hosted a celebration for hip-hop's 50th anniversary uh, with the appearance of some music genre pioneers with stars, of course, Common, Jeezy, MC Light, Roxanne Chante, 
were amongst the hip-hop artists invited to join Harris for the party at the vice presidential residency. Very, very cool, right? You get to go to the vice presidential residency. You get to really be in that life of things. I know there's probably a lot of politics going on, right? Uh, we're not a really a politics type of show, but I mean, we did see that, you know, vice president did make a statement if our current president, Joe Biden, if he's ill, if he's not feeling well or sick, then she has to take control. So that's very interesting, but we'll, we'll dabble on that with SNN News. We're not talking about politics. We're talking about hip hop. Now, hip hop's 50th birthday has inspired a host, a, a host for anniversary events this year. Many trace the genres created uh, back in August 11, 1973, back to school party where 18-year-old Clive Campbell known as DJ Cool Herc, DJed at the Bronx apartment building in New York City. So that's kind of the origin of the hip hop. Now, Harris, the uh, vice president of uh, Harris said, uh, hip hop is the ultimate art form that shapes every aspect of American popular culture. I agree. If we didn't have hip hop, I don't know what I would do. I would lose my mind because I think hip hop is not, not so much in the art form of music, but it's the culture, it's music, it's it's clothing, it's uh, shoe lines, it's brand names, it's business, it's a lot of things that go on to hip-hop that really not only makes us love the genre, but it really goes in. Now, hip-hop is culture, is culture is, excuse me, hip-hop culture is American culture is what she told the crowd. Hip-hop has grown into a global art form, becoming the world's one of the world's most influential cultural forces. I agree. Everybody idolizes either their clothing, their talk shows like this one, Gail P. Aftermath, or movies, documentaries, anything, brand, anything. People are modeling from hip-hop. If you even think about it too, when it comes to K-pop, K-pop idolizes hip-hop, right? They have their own spin of things and how they, they turn it and they have hip-hop and they create it into their own image but hip-hop is everywhere and it's very it's very cool thing it's good it's a good feeling for me uh the integral part excuse me okay but remember words this morning i i forgot to have my, my coffee guys but the integral part of social and racial justice movements and a multi-billion dollar industry which it is it's a multi-billion dollar industry uh built on generations of rapping MCing, DJing, breaking, and graffiti. Of course, Harris noted uh, that public enemy rapper Chuck D has described rap as Black America's CNN. It has always channeled the voices of the people, and it tells the story that don't make the news. It does. You know, union is rare that if you see it on uh, CNN, you see it on Fox News, like. You can't really dabble so much into hip-hop news with those channels. But when you have channels like ours, for an example, our podcast, we report solely on hip-hop news, whether it's music or stories or gossip or new music coming out. You know, a lot of people, you look at our, the, well, not really ours, but our favorite show, um, our favorite pod, one of our favorite podcasts, the Joe Button podcast, right? He's solely hip-hop, right? Hip-hop news, this is number one. Then it gets the sports, so... It's cool. It's a cool, cool feeling. It's a good thing to see that Vice President is there. I, I'm going to go Monsanto unless she's there for people. Um, I'm excited to, to have her be a part of that, the, the culture, the hip-hop culture. And I was going to say happy birthday to hip-hop because without hip-hop, I don't know where we would be. We, I, I don't think any, I don't think we'll have our show if we didn't have hip-hop in our world. So congratulations to hip-hop and happy birthday. To hip hop, I love it. I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, I love hip hop, Simone. I I love hip hop. Hip hop is my. It's, it's so it's so it's 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 uh, R and B number one because I love R and B the most. But R and B you can intertwine that with uh, hip hop as well. So happy birthday to hip hop! It's good to see that the vice president is going to events like that. You know, not afraid to go <laughs> to events like that. I, I get very very excited for that. Um, so yeah, coming up next, of course, we do have our 
more hip-hop news actually but tyrus is reporting on the hip-hop news very excited for that so we got tyrus and and um monica she's here today too um james and the sports team they're actually out today i meant to say that at the beginning of the show maybe i did i can't really remember if i did or not but they're out today giving them a break they did had to produce they produced two shows this past week so of course give them the day off but they'll be back and of course later in the next episode obviously i'm going to talk about uh the jets uh, excuse me nope the new york giants versus the cowboys but what i will talk about though real quick my take on last week's game opener it was the kansas city chiefs versus the detroit lions and i couldn't wait to talk about it um I was going for the KC uh, Chiefs because I am a Tech 9 fan. I love strange music. So that's one of the reasons why I chose um, the, the Chiefs over the, the Lions uh, because I love strange music. I love Tech 9 and the whole crew from strange music. Um, I'm a big fan of Patrick Mahomes. I am. I, I like his style. I, I dig it. Um, I was pissed. I was so pissed because they lost by one point. It wasn't like a slam dunk win. It was one point. Um, because their defense and offense was pretty good at the beginning of the game. But the Lions, for some reason, they woke up. In my, my take, they woke all the way up. And they destroyed them in their defenses. And leading them to lead by just one measly point. So, Yes, I'm in my football game. I know this is this is different for us now because I was telling a lot of people like you watch football. Like I actually do enjoy sports. I really do. I haven't watched football in a while, but I'm getting back into it because it's very interesting to watch. It's very interesting to watch because I can podcast about it and I can write about it again. Shameless plug, Simone. Go check out our latest article over at the Vox Time. That is our our publishing uh, line for KLP Entertainment, the Vox Times by KLP Entertainment. I did my full writing review of the game uh, Detroit Lions versus the Chiefs uh, read more about my notes and my cliff notes and what I wrote there um, but I was rooting I was rooting for the KC uh, Chiefs so I'm formulating my dot my thoughts now with the the Giants and the Cowboys so again guys check out Vox Times as I mean there's a brand new website that we built for the Vox Times our writing not just about just articles from our writers our associate writers and journalists for KLP Entertainment but I'm also going to be started writing about football because it's football season I'm, I'm excited um so T we've got more hip-hop news take it away T but at this clip of Malcolm X speaking on how dangerous the white liberal is to the black American but what Malcolm X could have never foreseen coming on the horizon was the rise of the white progressive. Now what separates the white progressive from the traditional white liberal as Malcolm X knew them to be is that the white progressive will actually parrot the talking points of black radicals of the past while aligning themselves and or sympathizing with so-called black radicals of the present. As it pertains to praising, quoting, and carrying on about black leaders of the past, with white liberals, the buck stops with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Whereas with white progressives, they'll often quote Fred Hampton and they'll even go as far as to even champion the Black Liberation Army. But where the white liberal and the progressive have something in common is that if you being black choose to follow behind them due to the false sense of camaraderie, you'll soon find that you're on a fool's errand. Because though they may pretend to love Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the Black Panther Party, they despise the people who they were originally fighting for. For the liberal and the progressive, piggybacking off of the history, pain, and struggle of black America is simply a means to an end in order to push forward their own political agendas. And that's why you'll find that the moment you attempt to speak on issues and politics as it specifically pertains to its effect on the black community and attempt to propose a solution and or policy that specifically benefits black Americans to alleviate themselves from said issue, now all of a sudden, you're being divisive. The white liberal will attempt to convince you that this isn't a black issue, but it's a minority issue. It's a people of color and marginalized group issue and the white progressive will attempt to convince you that this isn't an issue of race, but it's a class issue. 
It's not about racism, it's about classism. But what's even more interesting is that to the credit of the white liberal, they actually do a very good job talking around black issues, whereas the white progressive will become visibly upset when having to address black issues. Now what I want you to do is watch a few of these clips here of Bernie Sanders, a so-called progressive, and watch how he becomes visibly upset when asked about reparations for black American descendants of slavery. During his 2020 presidential run, whenever Bernie Sanders was addressed with reparations, he would become visibly upset and would proceed to say, well, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Well, what do you mean by that? In an extremely condescending tone. Your position specifically on reparations, I asked the question because Elizabeth Warren, Julian Castro, they've indicated they, they well, how does that know? What do they mean? I'm not sure that anyone's very clear. What I've just said is that I think we must do everything that we can to address the massive level of disparity that exists in this country. I'll tell you what they mean because Elizabeth Warren has said black families have had a much steeper hill to climb. We need systematic structural changes to address that. William Castro has said, I have long thought that this country would be better off if we did find a way to do that. Reparations. Well, I just, I agree with what Elizabeth said. So you would support, you would support reparations? But read what she said. What does that mean? She means, I think, I don't want to put words into her mouth, is what I say. Why not, why not support reparations? But what do you mean by reparations? By reparations for slave defense. I know, but what does that mean exactly? Money. Now, isn't Bernie Sanders a progressive? So then why is he so mad? Well, that's because these people really can't stand you. And what's happening now is that we're starting to see a pattern of white progressives becoming visibly upset when having to confront black issues, issues of racism, white supremacy. And make no mistake, when you're talking about the legacy of white supremacy in America, you're talking about anti-black racism. Now here's a question for you all. Have you ever seen a liberal talking to a majority Hispanic crowd about white supremacy? How about a majority LGBTQ crowd, or a majority AAPI crowd, or a majority white crowd? You never see that. The only time they bring up white supremacy is when they're either talking to a majority black crowd or a relatively mixed crowd with a decent amount of black people in it to which they are touching on issues as it pertains to all groups. But in isolation, as it pertains to each group individually, the only time liberals speak about white supremacy is when they're speaking to a majority black audience. Because legacy white supremacy in America is anti-black racism. Now, another thing that is very interesting is that ever since Cornell West announced that he was running for president of the United States, white progressives have been exposing themselves like crazy, revealing who they really are. And the most recent progressive to do this was Jimmy Dore. Recently, Jimmy Dore interviewed Cornell West, and what I want you to do is watch how he attempted to convince Cornell West not to speak about and address racism, white supremacy. And don't be fooled by Jimmy Dore's insertion of LGBTQ and trans rights into the discussion surrounding white supremacy. He merely brought that up as a buffer in an attempt to mask his own anti-black racism. Now pay attention to how visibly upset Jimmy Dore gets when speaking on white supremacy, and even more importantly, pay attention to Jimmy Dore's body language as Cornel West stands up to Jimmy Dore's nonsense, refusing to back down off of white supremacy. As Cornel West is schooling, exposing, and embarrassing Jimmy Dore, Dore's body language has N-word with the hard ER written all over it. So let me just say this so the point of running a third party campaign is is uh, to offer an alternative to the two major parties to bring together disaffected members of those parties along with independents and others who feel alienated from the political system as it exists and and the best way to do this is by running on economic issues that unite us but which neither major party is willing to address because they're both beholden to the same powerful corporate interests. The Democratic Party long ago abandoned the working class in favor of beating the drum on cultural issues, and now that's all the Democrats have to run on. 
So if voters are looking for a party running on trans rights and calling Donald Trump and his supporters white supremacists, they can already vote for Democrats. The role of a third party is to focus not on the identity politics that divide us, but on core economic issues that unite us along class lines like Christian Smalls did at Staten Island. Do you think he led with LGBTQ trans rights and white supremacy? Or do you think he organized along class lines? That's what we have to do. You have to organize, meet people where they are. That's So what is your plan to organize along class lines? Or are you going to keep talking about white supremacy and all those identity politics which are there, not from the ground up, from the top down, to make sure we stay divided? What is your plan to organize along class lines? Thanks, Tyrus. As always, guys, check him out over at Sports Talk. Of course, him and Christina Collins and James Myers and a new correspondent, Alan Cooper. Of course, Sports Talk, they, they talk some good stuff about sports as well. Coming up next on the podcast, Eric KLP Aftermath, of course, Monica Gray and the latest in tech news. Monica? I am going to share with you some of my favorite AI coding assistants that will help you build faster, more efficiently, and you can even utilize if you are not a coder, meaning if you are a business owner, project manager, any kind of leader in the digital space, understanding what developers are working on or a little bit about code can really help set you apart. So whether you are a developer, digital leader, anyone in between, these tools will really help benefit you. All right, let's get into some AI coding tool assistance. Actually, speaking about using technology to monitor and manage different solutions, I want to share with you about Pulseway. I'm sure you can relate to this. Have you ever needed to be in multiple places at once to manage your IT systems? This is where Pulseway comes in. You can try Pulseway, which is the ultimate IT monitoring and management solution for IT professionals. So with Pulseway, you gain real-time visibility and control with all your systems, servers, and applications from your fingertips. You are able to stay ahead with instant alerts and resolve problems on the go with their intuitive mobile app. So this really allows you to boost productivity, minimize downtime, and supercharge your IT operations with Pulseway. And the best part is they are offering you, all of my viewers, a free trial and special savings that I link down below. Make sure to go check them out. One of the most useful applications of AI coding assistance is to use it for code search. So no longer do you have to sift through the documentation, sift through Stack Overflow. You can utilize this tool that's implemented right within your code base. Now for this, I would say one of the best out there right now is GitHub Copilot. Also, if you disagree, I'm curious to hear why and leave other tools that you love for this down below. With this, you are able to describe in human language uh, what exactly you are searching for or looking to implement in the code and in turn, it will give you some suggestions. So let's go through an example of this. Let's use GitHub Copilot. So as we know, it's trained on millions of lines of public code, and it can rapidly scan all of these lines of code and find answers for you. Okay, let's use this example. Say you are building a web application and you're using Flask and want to implement user authentication and login. So instead of searching online our old way of something like uh, Flask login code samples or how to implement auth authentication and login with Flask, you can simply write a comment with GitHub Copilot. So let's pull it up on screen here. Maybe it would be a comment such as authenticate user login with Flask. And what GitHub Copilot will do is share with you or generate code such as this, which really goes through the entire step-by-step -step process and also to leave some really nice comments. Number two is get AI code completion suggestions. As you're typing code, AI assistants can suggest completions to really speed up the process. And this doesn't mean similar to using AI for writing or creating different content, it's not as though you have to take it for exactly what it spits out to you, but you can take that and modify it to your company's coding practices. If you're allowed to use something like GitHub Copilot, of course, don't just use AI tools without confirming with your manager. And taking that piece so that it spits out for you and uh, altering it or modifying it to make sure it fits properly within the code base. But it is a great way to really code at a much quicker rate. So as you can see on screen here, here's an example on GitHub's Copilot a website actually that does just this. You are typing and it will suggest some code for you. Number three is use AI to help you generate boilerplate code. This is another way that will save you a lot of time when you are coding and also help you generate 
uh, files that are kind of consistent or repetitive tasks such as say you are building a config file or a test AI can really help generate the boilerplate or the boiler yeah the boilerplate code to get started now I want to take a step back from github copilots I know we've been speaking a lot about that I'll share a different ones throughout this video uh, this one is called Cody and it is by Sourcegraph. Now, Cody can do a few different things. Uh, it's I've been tinkering around with it. It's pretty cool. But in terms of what we are speaking about for point number three, you can input with Cody to generate boilerplate code for specific files and it will spit it out for you. On another note though, I have to share with you something that's pretty cool. I'll put up on screen here. Uh, I was going through Cody and different examples with it. One that I can totally relate to and maybe you can as well is around uh, regex and specifically when someone on your team is has written a regex and they don't comment what it is for and it's this long crazy string and you're like what is going on here? I used to always input it into Google and search up on Stack Overflow or use different regex tools that are supposed to tell you what is going on but it's just like a whole puzzle. I thought this was really cool. You can simply hide highlight it and say, Cody, what is going on here? Or explain to me what this regex is. And it will explain to you in simple terms. That would have saved me so many hours to think about the fact that the majority of my coding career or my developer career, I should say, was done before AI was really popular. It's so frustrating. I missed out on so many time saving tools. Coming in at number four is refactoring code. This is a great way if you want to really standardize code across your team or even if you are building something on your own, ensuring that you are doing so with best practices. And a way that this could be done if you are working on a team is of course you're all using the same AI tool and having it implemented uh, or customized I should say depending on what tool you're using that when you say you know refactor this code it refactors it in a way that makes sense and flows with other team members codes. And this is across all different AI tools that can really do it. Uh, in this example, I'll still lean on Cody for it because you know I'll do two examples of each and I think Cody does a really good job of it. It sounds like I'm talking about a person I keep on saying Cody. Cody AI does a good job of this which I'll share on screen here. Okay this next one is probably one of my favorite ways which is using it to implement automated code reviews. Now for this, this is a great way, especially if you maybe are learning how to code or building something on your own and you want someone else to review your code, having AI do it could be a good way to go about it. Just use it with a grain of salt or cautionary depending on what tool you are using. There is the factor of a human touch still. But for this example, let's use Claude and you simply can input your code or a piece of your code into the AI and then it will suggest for you different areas of feedback or improvement. It also might help you identify future or potential bugs that are vulnerable in your code. There is nothing more I hate than writing documentation. And coming in at number six is utilizing AI to help you write documentation. Here's how you do it. Now, this is a huge time saver. I don't care what anyone says, even if you're against using AI, which honestly at this point, I think you need to embrace if you wanna grow your career. But using AI to write documentation can save so much time even to have a template for writing the documentation yes you'll have to go in and improperly change some things on your own but having that starting point is huge I don't know about you but I have so much trouble starting a pen to paper if you will or whatever the technical jargon is for that keyboard to screen I don't know but to start something like where do I begin so using AI to at least write a template for this documentation is such a great way to really build faster and more efficiently now for this this tool I absolutely love I'm just typing it into my browser right now actually it's called swim and I've shared with you before about swim obsessed with it it creates code docs, it finds the docs, syncs with docs, it's next level. I've played around with them in the past before, but I'll share some videos of them on screen here. They do so much more than what I'm using this example, but it is honestly probably the best tool for uh, generating documentation and keeping it up to date. This is something I haven't heard as many people talk about, but it's really cool and it might not be perfect, but it's a great way if you are learning one programming language and always already have experience with another to understand what is going on with that code. Now, depending on what language you are translating to another language, this might not always work, but it is a really uh, interesting exercise to kind of tinker around with. And for this, there are, you know, endless tools to use. I don't know, for something like this, if I was tinkering around, I'd probably go back to something like Claude AI, for example, 
where it's you know a free tool that I can easily input my code into and get an explanation for why and what it translated to like why did it what is going on with this code that was translated into another coding language I haven't seen number eight spoken about before which is utilizing AI to help you with coding tutorials create coding tutorials and this isn't just asking AI to write code for you let me explain now this one can work with really any language that you or any AI tool that you're using but it's such a fun way to if you are onboarding say a junior developer or wanting to make your own coding tutorials leaning on AI not to write the code for you per se but to kind of if you have this project or you have these chunks of code how to break it down in a way that viewers or readers whatever the situation is uh, would best be able to learn from it and it's just kind of like a way to work in parallel with what feels like almost a coding buddy or a coding someone who knows code as you are working on these tutorials with it not being a real person but it gives feedback and suggestions which is always helpful number nine is using AI to help you summarize blocks of code this can be super helpful if done right Thanks, Monica. As always, it's good to have you back here on the show as well. That's going to wrap it up here on the KLP Aftermath Monday, September uh, 11th. So hopefully you guys have a blessed and safe day. Hopefully everyone remember, again, it's always good to remember 2001, what went down. It changed American uh, pathways forever since that, 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 that sad treacherous day there so again always remember but hopefully everyone stay safe stay cool it's still hot i know we in september but it's still hot outside stay safe um drink water every 15 minutes so that way you do not get dehydrated you don't get sick and of course we'll look forward to you guys in the next episode of the klp aftermath again uh the morning on rep show my on-air news anchor type show we'll be coming back because we did get a new camera in the studio so we got that coming guys and a lot of people did ask us hey what happened to the morning on wrap it's coming we're just setting we set the new camera up we're getting ready for that as well so we've got some good toys here in the studio so we've got that coming so that's gonna wrap it up here on the klp aftermath season 7 september 11th again as always i like to say from our entire cast and crew stay safe stay swanky peace <laughs>